Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by a random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, that's me. Truly. And uh, <laughs> for the first time in almost a year, we are joined by a guest. I do not recall what we did the last time we had a guest because it has been almost a year. Uh, but we are joined by the lovely Sahana from Summer Twilight Book Club. What's up? It's me. I'm here. I'm so excited. You guys, uh, I think my teenage self would be so excited to know that I both host a Twilight podcast and I'm guesting on a Fall Out Boy podcast. It's all I've ever wanted for myself. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for making my 15-year-old dreams come true. Truly, truly a crossover meant to be. It's, it's wild and I love it. How was there not a Fall Out Boy song in any of those five fucking movies? It's, yeah, it's know, wild because there was Paramore. There, so like, there sure close. was. So Paramore and I, okay, so I don't actually think that My Chemical Romance was on the soundtrack. However, Stephanie Meyer released a playlist with every book that she uh, published of yes, what I she remember, was listening to. I remember to. Linkin Park being on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Lots of Linkin Park, like lots of Muse. There's lots of My Chemical Romance on it. So... I wonder if maybe Fall Out Boy is like leans too pop in that era to be inside of the genre. But then again, Paramore was on the soundtrack, so I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why. Uh, but it feels it feels adjacent, particularly this song in this era of the band's canon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, something funny is uh, this song is on a movie soundtrack. Can you guess it? No, you can't. It's snakes on a plane. Oh, what? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Okay. So I knew that there was a Cobra Starship song on the Snakes on a Plane soundtrack because they yes. wrote a song for the called, movie. Called Snakes on a Plane, in parentheses, bring it. My guess, actually, for what movie this song was on the soundtrack of was have either of you ever heard of or seen the movie Sex Drive? I'm yes. familiar with it, but I have not seen it. So Fall Out Boy is in the movie Sex Drive. God, um, now we gotta watch that fucking movie. Yeah, you sure do. We, we um, now have to watch that and Snake's Little Play. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, like, no, not only are they on the soundtrack, they are in the movie. The premise of the movie is wild and impossible to, to coherently explain in a short amount of time, so I'll let you all just read the Wikipedia article at some point. Um, however, Fall Out Boy performs at Rumspringa? In the movie? <laughs> Good. Yeah. So that would have been my guess for what soundtrack this song is on. Um, but I guess I was wrong. No, this is track seven on the, on the soundtrack for Snakes on a Plane, the album. Uh, track one is that Cobra Starship song. Track uh-huh. two is uh, Panic at the Disco's The Only Difference Between Martyrdom <laughs> and Suicide is Press Coverage. Great. Uh, oh my God. This whole, I think this whole record might have been produced just by that whole label. Fucking... Coheed and Cambria's on this thing. Wait, I didn't... Coheed and Cambria wasn't on Fueled by Ramen, though, were they? No, they weren't. Gym Class Heroes is on here. Uh, the Academy is. All-American Rejects. CeeLo Green. Jeez. Oh, boy. I... Have either of you ever seen Snakes on a Plane? Because I yes. have not. I saw that shit in theaters with my oh. mother. Oh. God. That's a choice. I, I have not seen it. It's a graphic <laughs> film. How was seeing it with your mom? Um, traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer I expected. <laughs> I've had a lot of traumatizing film experiences with my mother. Oh, boy. That's a different podcast. 
therapy. <laughs> anyway, oh did we say the name of the song? I don't. Think I don't we think did. that we did. Well, it's in the it's in the podcast's title. Yeah, but what about our our listeners who are illiterate like me, Joe? Oh well, just for you, Caitlin. This song is of all the gin joints in the world. In all the world, I think. In all, oh, in all the yeah, world. Yeah, excuse you. I fucked up. This is. <laughs> Track two on From Under the Cork Tree, 2005. So I did not know that this song title was a reference to Casablanca until well after I was like in the era where I was listening to this song frequently. Um, mm-hmm. I was right now years old when I found that out. So. <laughs> you, could, you could say that about like half their fucking discography. <laughs> like pa- fucking Panic at the Disco has two song titles that are collectively one quote from uh-huh. a movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is just, the, the mid-2000s, that shit just happened in pop punk. Plus, we know our boy Pete loves a good movie reference. He loves a good movie. He, really he loves the prestige. He really <laughs> loves the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about the prestige again. We can't oh, do it, Joe. Oh, my God. Ugh. It's, a, it's a great movie. Um, that we still haven't seen. Oh, we'll watch, y'all. We, we've, been, we've been saying we're going to watch it one day, because Pete seems to really care about it or at least he did when he was annotating his own lyrics for alpha dog okay this do you all okay so do you do you all know who hanif abdurakib is no okay so he's a poet and a music critic he wrote a book called they can't kill us until they kill us it's like a beautiful amazing um collection of essays about like pop culture and literary criticism the like most well known and also most beautifully written essay in the book is about fallout boy However, I was going to say that title sounds familiar, but that might just be because I follow you on Twitter. (laughs) It's really, really good. Um, But he just released a collection of poetry called A Fortune for Your Disaster, which is a Fall Out Boy lyric. And the three sections of his book are divided up into the like three sections of like a magic trick from the movie The Prestige. (laughs) And this now, it it all is coming together for me now. Apparently, Pete annotated his lyrics, uh, the last lyric of Alpha Dog is Abracadabra. He's like, that's what they say at the end of Prestige. (laughs) (laughs) When he does the trick. And I'm like, my bud. But buddy, lots of magicians say that. (laughs) But no, just magicians don't matter unless Christopher Nolan directs it. Oh, my God. Oh, Pete Pete wins. Sometimes. Much like like the Joker. Pete Who Wentz is our most famous existence. magician. Oh my god. <laughs> I like all of Pete Wentz's existence sometimes like feels like a fever dream to me. Yeah. God. Um, I have taken us so far off track, but I have one other additional thing to say as we're having a conversation about Pete Wentz, which is that I have made it through my entire life, and particularly I think that it is commendable that I made it through all of the 2000s without ever seeing Pete Wentz's penis. I've never seen it. I, I still haven't seen good it. Good for you. I haven't seen I'm it do- either. Look at us. A pure <gasps> We're doing I'm good. so proud of us. We've, we've talked about it on we the have. show. We have talked about it on the show, but we did that's, not look it up. That's mainly because one video like directly references that whole thing, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember which video now, but I, I think, think I already didn't like that video. I think it's one of the songs on Folia Do, but Is I could it? be wrong. I think I so. Did- Maybe it's on Infinity on High. No, it's one of the songs on Infinity on High, the video. It's been reference. (laughs) Oh. um. (laughs) Twice now today I've done that on a podcast. Um, so so this song. 
that we're here the to song. talk about. Now that Gen I'm taking us so far off track. Yeah, how do you like the musicality of it, Sahana? Like, is it a bop? What do you? How you feel? It's, let me tell you something. So right before I came onto this Discord channel to record with you all, I said to myself, I should probably listen to this song at least once today. <laughs> Uh, and I gotta tell you, I get so fucking hype when this song starts. Like, there, you know how there are some songs where, like, just in the first, like, two seconds, you, like, A, immediately recognize the song, and B, you just, like, are ready to go ape shit? That is how I feel about Jin Joins. Like, as soon as that first chord comes in, I'm like, yes, it's time to go. I fucking love the intro to this. I love this whole song, but particularly, like, the first couple of bars are so good. Pete Wynn's voice, aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape shit? <laughs> I do. I do just want to go ape shit. Thank you for understanding. So, so I, I deeply understand that feeling. There are a lot of Fallout voice songs that incite that I just go feral listening to them. Uh, this is not one of them. This song is really? just like okay to me. Oh, I'm a, a lot of this record to me is just kind of in one ear out the other. Really? Yeah. This album bounces really hard off of Joe for some reason. Yeah, That's so it's it's wild. very good to have someone here who is passionate about it. Well, I think that so I think that maybe I feel particularly passionate about it because Cork Tree was my like intro to Fall Out Boy. It was my first mm-hmm. like album that I listened to as a teenager. I will say that I like Take This to Your Grave better as an album. Take This to Your Grave is weirdly good. It's just like a quick like cohesive thing. I think it's better. So I think that what they did on Cork Tree was just to like take take this to your grave and like polish it just like a little bit too much. Yeah, it it feels like it's it's not quite take this to your grave, which I think is good, or Infinity on High, which I think is good. It's somewhere in between, and I, I think it's messy. Joe, I'm fascinated that you think Infinity that you like Infinity on High better than Cork Tree. I, That's a, my, I I go back and forth between Infinity and Folly being my favorite record. Really? I think Folly usually wins out when I really think about it. But to be fair, that is my introduction to the band as a, as yeah. a whole, outside of singles. Folly Do is very much a Joe record, and Infinity is. is very much a Caitlyn record. Um, that is that is our dynamic. These are the two genders. <laughs> well... I, yeah, I just, I, I, this song in particular, I think a lot of the songs on this album feel this way for me where they come in and I'm just like ready to fucking go. But this one in particular, just, I think, I think it's a slap. I am glad that we have a cork tree respecter represented (laughs) on the pod. I like this song too. Um, I don't think think I like it as much as Sahana, but I feel like I'm in between the two of you where like, I'm not like quite ready to go ape shit, but like, I like it. (laughs) It's a bop. I have heard few Fall Out Boy songs that I think are genuinely bad. Yeah. And this one is just, it's all right. Not all right in the way that, like, half of American Beauty is just fine. Like, I think it's a yeah, little bit more engaging than that. than that. So can I yeah. can I tell you all something? I have not listened to, like, a full album after Fully. I mean, basically, same. The last full album that I've listened to not for this show was Save Rock and Roll. I think Mania is okay. I so I went to go see them when they reunited and did save rock and roll, but I never listened to the whole album. Mm-hmm. So you've heard like four songs they played live. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I don't go see them anymore when they tour because I'm like, what's the point? I'm gonna be apparently. I uh I I heard that they still they play some stuff. Like I was I was pleasantly t- surprised to hear like, oh yeah, they opened with like dis- disloyal or of water buffaloes, and I was like, 
Shit, oh. should I be seeing See, Fallout Boy? Even that feels like too late for me. I mean, I love Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes, but that's, good that's like late. That's like a late one. Um, 2009, that, the, if an you, ancient, a millennia late, ago. Well, it feels <laughs> later to me because to me, like the the like lifespan of Fallout Boy, like I just don't even think of them as being the same band like after mm-hmm. hiatus. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah I, yeah. I genuinely don't think they are the same band after hiatus. Yeah, so it, it they've feels been they've weird. all been replaced, much like Paul McCartney was. Yeah, body snatcher shit. I I've decided to pivot <laughs> to a conspiracy theory podcast after our first <laughs> successful year. So like all of them, you think all of them got Avril Lavigne? Yeah, um, they're pod people. I think Andy's not. He's just too nice to say anything. Mm, so I feel like what if he doesn't know? Andy's just like not aware. Of the uh-huh. situation, he's just like they've been. Yeah, they've been a little different, but like it's, yeah. it's fine. I genuinely feel like if only Pete was replaced, everyone else would just be too nice to like. Yeah. Be like oh, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's fun. And people like probably wouldn't even notice because Pete's so fucking weird anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they would notice because suddenly Pete's acting like a normal human being, and they're like, "This doesn't seem right." Well, here's the thing: that has happened. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we we've we've analyzed his lyrics from from many an era, and a lot of things that that were the worst have gone away. It's true. They don't make any more sense, but they've gotten. But they're not as bad. Yeah, so. they're less mean spirited. Hashtag Pete Wentz is a pod person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hashtag Pete, Pete come on the pod. <laughs> Someone who's better at hashtags, think of a pod person thing <laughs> relating to Pete for me, please. Twitter, I'm counting on you. Pod pod Wentz. That's what my brain did, and I was like, that's nothing. Yeah, I said it out loud anyway. <laughs> I appreciate that you felt more confident about it than I did. I don't, I, if, I had to, if I had to feel confident to say shit, I would not have seven podcasts. <laughs> oh, man. Should we talk about this song now? Yes. Yes, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> The music is a bop. So for this segment of the show, we normally navigate to uh, Genius.com. Please sponsor us to uh, read the lyrics and uh, close read them and pick Pete Wentz's brain. Mm -hmm. Joe, would you like to read the first verse or would you like me to do it? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to read the intro, which is just the word. uh, It just says, oh, five times. 
So there you go. So you read that, so I'll read the verse. There you go. <laughs> you only hold me up like this because you don't know who I really am. Sometimes I just want to know what it's like to be you. We're making out inside crash cars. We're sleeping through all our memories. I used to waste my time dreaming of being alive. Now I only waste it dreaming of you. What a fucking verse. I like it a lot, actually. I, I, I like what it says a lot more than how it actually sounds. I like them both. I think particularly the last line of this verse is like a fucking gut punch. Yeah. It's yeah, really the, good. The, the making out in Crash Cars onward is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Making out in Crash Cars, I just want to make a plug. Bella Swan has a car crash fetish. Please listen to my podcast. Um, <laughs> it all connects. It all connects. No, I think so. So when I think about this song and like what has stuck with me since the first time I listened to it, like it is the last line of this verse because I was a melodramatic ass teenager. But also I think mm-hmm. that this is like it's just a really well written verse. I think that. Like, in general, I think this era of P1's lyricism is is a good one, and this in particular feels like a really good example of, like, well-constructed but still accessible and, like, effective metaphor. Which we all know Pete is capable of 30% of the time. (laughs) That's 30s maybe generous, I would say. Solid 25. I'd have to to really, like, do the math. I can't do math because I'm gay, so... Well, yeah. I'm I'm a math-doing gay. I I am a 30% chance. Uh, Wow. Rare. A rare breed. (laughs) A top and can do math. What the fuck? (laughs) Wow. The the rarest of the loot table. Yeah. Joe is a rare drop gay. My God. (laughs) Uh, I think it's interesting, uh, Caitlin, you specifically point out after the crashed cars line, because the line that I like the most is the one before that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking of course it is. That and it's interesting too, cause uh, you pointed out that you were you're a melodramatic teenager, and that's why you like this Sahana. And I was like, I was a melodramatic teenager, but I was like, the, I think Folly You Do is like a narcissistic type of melodrama, and yeah. I'm like, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I could see that. Well, Joe, I think I think it makes sense, like that that you like the line before the Crash Cars line the best, because I actually think that like. One of my favorite things in in good lyricism, and this is something, so one of my favorite bands is The National, and this is something that Matt Berninger also does a lot in his lyric writing, is that, like, a lot of the language will be, like, very poetic and flowery, but, like, somewhere in the middle is just this, like, very stark, like, just straightforward sentiment, and I feel like that's Mm -hmm. what he does with that line, where there's this, like, all this metaphor about, like, you're holding me up on this pedestal. You don't understand who I am. Like, I want you so much. But then in the middle of that is like, I just want to know what it's like to be you. And I think that it's such an interesting contrast in the middle of this, like, really precisely constructed verse. Yeah, it's it's a sentiment that it, it says what it says. And it also says where it's coming from, mm-hmm. like with its word choice. And I like the way that the like sonically there is a focus on that lyric. Like, more so than I think the last lyric actually has, the way, like, he vocally delivers it. Yeah, it's, like, something about the cadence of that line. It, like, feels much Mm -hmm. punchier than the rest of it, which I think also, like, balances off how, like, punchy the last line of this Yeah, and there's actually, actually, like, space after it before he swings into the rest of the lyrics. Because, like, I think the verse goes, like, really quickly into the chorus after it ends. Mm -hmm. Which I like the chorus of this song much better than the verses. Well, I think functionally there's really only one verse, right? Because the second verse is just a, a repetition of the first one. But oh yeah, it is. Huh. What? What do you one like? One verse only. Fucking. There's like 
Literally, it's the same, but it has, like, it just takes, like, a couple lyrics out. Yeah. Mm. Bizarre. Yeah, really, it's only a chorus, a bridge, and a verse. And that's it. Looped. They just didn't finish the song. (laughs) Pete, you're gonna write another verse? Nah, just use the first one again. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think that, I I wonder, though, if, if this song, like, needs a second verse. Like, I feel like it feels complete without one, you know? Yeah. I just think I never really clocked that there were not any more words to it. No. That's the thing that the first, uh, maybe that's because the verses don't engage me very much. So like the second one goes by, chorus comes back, and then the second half of the song is just like some musical change ups with the bridge. So I just I don't know. It's fine. It's good. Yeah, I dig it. So yeah, the second verse is the same. It's just just yeah. It's literally only up until I used to waste my time on dreaming of being alive. Now I only waste it dreaming of you. And then it's the chorus again. Did we read the chorus? We did not read the chorus. No. Solana, do you want to read the chorus? I would love to read the chorus. Turn off the lights and turn off the shyness, because all of our moves make up for the silence, and oh, the way your makeup stains my pillowcase, like I'll never be the same. I have to tell you, it is very challenging for me not to sing the chorus. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really proud of myself. God, this song is so fucking good, you guys. (laughs) I I like like it so much. I like the chorus a lot. Yeah, I like it too. I think it fucking rolls. This is like the opposite of what I usually feel with these of like Fallout Boy songs. Because usually I think that what it's saying is fine and it bops really hard. Or sometimes in in many cases, what it's saying is like particularly bad <laughs> or questionable. And it <laughs> but it bops really hard. And this is the opposite where I'm like, I love these lyrics and I just wish the song engaged me more sonically. I actually like I I think that the chorus of this song like lyrically is great. I think that musically it's actually like not as strong as the verse. Hmm. Hmm. We have collectively made a Venn diagram and Caitlin <laughs> is in the middle. It's true. <laughs> I will say that I, I I think that like what happens musically in the second verse is is good. Like I think that the changes um particularly that Patrick makes vocally like really create enough difference that this song does not need us like a different second verse mm-hmm. it's it's a you know they're trying new stuff on this record <laughs> i'll give them that they're making creative choices yeah i feel like that's always joe and my thing with this album is like they are clearly trying to make some like creative choices and do some weird shit but a lot of it just doesn't land for us mm. Yeah, I I wonder, like, for me, maybe this is, like, because this this is baseline Fallout Boy for me, because this was my introduction. This is, like, I think what I compare everything else to. So for me, that just, like, feels like, oh, yeah, this is just what they sound like, you know? Yeah, and see, because I came at it. They sound um, different every few years. They (laughs) do. do. I mean, they do sound. I think that's why Infinity on High works so well for me, because my first, like, introduction to Fallout Boy was Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. 
And so, like, going from that to take this to your grave, it's, like, a logical progression, but then Cork Tree gets kind of weird, and then Infinity on High is different enough that I'm like, oh, okay, it's a, it's a complete change in style, I can fuck with that, versus, like, Cork Tree is, like, the weird, like, half-shifted werewolf of the group, where it's it, yeah. not quite either thing, and... It has some really good songs, but it just feels like they could have... Like I feel, I feel like if they worked on this record another couple years, they would have gotten what Infinity on High is anyway. Yeah. But and, and maybe that's because I'm viewing it through the context of their progression. Like I never, I never really experienced this record as just like this is what this band sounds like, and that's all I have. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, I like, I, I pretty much only know it as like, well, a couple years later, they they started writing songs like Thriller and fucking shit like that. And on this and on this record, I'm like, Dance Dance is really good, and the Sugar We're Going Down is good. I like Get Busy Living, or Get Busy Dying, and 16 Candles. But, like, there's a lot of songs in here that, to me, feel like B-sides. Hmm. I think that's interesting, because, so I think this is one of my favorite songs on this album, and then I think I've Got a Dark Alley and a Bad Idea is also one of my favorite songs on this album. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I just, I, I think, so again, like for me, this album feels like wall to wall bangers for the most part. I just, I like all of it so much, but I also think for me, there's like a lot of nostalgia attached to this album and like this and Take This to Your Grave are the ones that I listen to consistently. Like I'm not actually ever, I can't tell you how long it's been since I listened to Infinity on Higher fully. Like it's been years probably. Strange, strange. <laughs> just, just a stark contrast to what this show is usually like, which is good. True. Yeah, we need a breath of fresh air in here sometimes. Yeah, like I, I think the last time I listened to Foley was probably like I found the CD that I burned of the album when it first came out, like in my car at my parents' house a couple of years ago, and so then I like took it back when I was living in Chicago for grad school, I like took it back to Chicago with me and like listened to it in my car there like a couple of times. And that was probably the last time I listened to that album. It's fucked up. And it, that when I listened to it, then that was the first time that I listened to it probably like since the year after it came out. But I will like very consistently, like the last two weeks, something about the fall for me, like as soon as it like gets a little colder, I like start listening to take this year grave on repeat for like two straight months. So that's what I've been doing for the last week. For me, it's a spring album. I, I associate mm. it a lot with like the thaw of mm. of, of of getting away. <laughs> the like, great all right, thaw. I can start going outside again. I'm gonna start playing this record. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Take this to your grave, and I think Cork Tree also are like autumn albums for me. I see Cork Tree as a as an autumn record. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I agree. I think Infinity on High is a summer album for me. Well, you do too, kind of. And then, yeah, I think Take This to Your Grave and Cork Tree are both autumn albums for me. I feel mm-hmm. like since since they've gotten back together, they've exclusively made summer albums. Yeah. I, I would agree with that from the little that I have heard, but like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all, it's all shit to, to work out in the summer, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's, uh, it's like White Claw drinking music. That's why you got Centuries and Champion, which are the same fucking song. <laughs> It's true. They are the exact Easily, like, same song. Maybe I don't even think that I've songs. heard Champion. It's on Mania. It's the same song as Centuries. Oh. I, I actually think it's better than Centuries. Just because I think Centuries is so dull. That was... 
We are that's that's maybe it's not the meanest we've been on this show because we were really really <laughs> mean to you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. Oh, you guys! I love you'll shoot your eye out. The song of that song sucks. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's bad. I'm it's not just, saying that it's, it's just Patrick describing physical violence over an acoustic <laughs> guitar. I never said it was good. I said that I liked it. Those are very different things. I, I'm willing I to admit that. when my taste is bad. Again, I have like a tremendous nostalgia for you'll shoot your eye out. There's just like something really comforting about the like jingle bell and then the guitar coming in. It's really good. Whatever, you guys. Oh my god. There's, there's oh. a lot. Of, there's a lot of songs. Like, we we I... branded the questionable bop, where it's just like you have to turn your brain off, but it yeah. slaps. I promise. It's, it's true. That's not Y'all one of them. Is that song's just that. bad. That song sucks. <laughs> Y'all are so mean. My heart is breaking. I no. I was I was thinking as you were as you were talking about um centuries and champion i was trying to think of like how many post hiatus fallout boy songs could i name and the answer is probably like five maximum i unfortunately could probably name 90 percent of them but that's just because (laughs) of who i am as a person and nothing to do with the quality of those songs (laughs) like i didn't y'all just do um young volcanoes yes Yes. (sighs) that song's fine um it is very fine yeah it's fine it is a b minus Jetpack Blues is good? Question I, mark? I, I like that song I like a lot. It. Yeah, okay. Thank you for validating me. Centuries is a song that exists in the world. It's a song that's been heard more than Sugar We're Going Down. Excuse me? If you, if you look at their Spotify plays, Century has over like twice the streams that Sugar We're Going Down does, which is their <laughs> next popular song. That sounds incorrect i mean like i believe you but also that doesn't I, track it's, like, it's i mean obviously spotify you know hasn't been around since 2004 or whatever sure <laughs> so it's it's you know add up all the different youtube videos that have been taken down or cds or da- illegal downloads or whatever but vh1 <laughs> watchers <laughs> the vh1 watchers who have logged on uh-huh. <laughs> but and, and as far as like spotify is concerned like it's Oh, centuries is so like it was everywhere for like a year and a half. Yeah, it, it was. was fucking Garbo. What's the fucking what's the song with the monsters theme song in it? Uma Thurman. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, see, I couldn't even name that one. And it's just a person's name. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. I really I think that might be Save Rock and Roll is a song that is also the name of the album. Yes. Uh, yep. Is that the one that has Elvis Costello on it? Yes. Mm, Wait, no. No, he's on Elvis Folly Adieu. Is on Folly Adieu, yeah. You're, that's correct. See, this is what I mean. Like, after We learned Portrait, that on this show, though. So. It's true, we did. Can I tell you all something hilarious? Please. So, I had a friend who, and this was like in the last two years, did not believe me when I was like, Lil Wayne is on Tiffany Blues. And she was like, no, he's not. And I was like, yes, he's Lil the Wayne is on Tiffany Blues. And then I had to play it for her. But I feel like, again, to me, everything after Cork Tree feels like a fever dream. Mm-hmm. Like, who... I cannot believe that Lil Wayne is on Tiffany Blues. Jay-Z is on that album? I, Jay-Z, Jay-Z's on Fanny on High. Okay, see, again, I don't know where anything is anywhere, yeah, but the point is that... Up. <laughs> he sure does. Oh, man. He says it's here, and then, like, a guitar crunch that could flatten the universe comes in. <laughs> but, yeah, no, F- Folly Adieu has essentially everyone 
on Field by Ramen and Abbas Costello and Lil Wayne. Uh, Brendan Urie's on two songs on that record. Yeah. And yeah. I did not I did not realize he was on whatever song he does a duet on for the longest time because they're just mixed so similarly. Is it, uh, he's on $20 Nosebleed, right? Yeah. And now it's like clear as day, but for a long time I had no fucking clue. <laughs> yep. Which is kind of just a, like a common fallout boy experience of just eventually yeah. realizing what is being said and by whom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's like, I'm experiencing this phenomenon as I get older, like where I listen to some, and I'm, I'm sure this is, I, and I, like, I know for sure this is a thing that you all have talked about on the show before, but sometimes I listen to a lyric and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yikes. That's, that's, that's a, that's a pre-hiatus experience. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I don't, I can't think if it's happened post-hiatus, but I mean. I think it has. Statistically, heard- it's probably. Yeah, I feel like it has. I cannot remember specific instance, but I feel like it has. I know we were like, when we talked about Last of the Real Ones, we were like, this song's really good, but like, it's like a little obsessive. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like this relationship sounds unhealthy, mm. <laughs> but not mm. like, not like uh, your car wrapped around a tree unhealthy. Yeah. I've been listening to that song a lot. Uh, is that, is that again, on a Twilight playlist? Because it would make sense. Um... Your car wrapped around an Edward Cullen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, well, so, again, like, Chicago So Two Years Ago is one of my favorite songs on Take This to Your Grave, and it wasn't until I listened to the episode that you all did about it where I really was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, this is rough. This is a rough song. Uh, And I have that experience, I think, more and more as I listen back through some of the things that I was not paying very close attention to mm-hmm. as a teenager. We both, uh, we, we, we all here make podcasts that re- reanalyze things we consumed as at younger ages and are now yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. I think that it's, it's an experience that is, um, like, I think that when I'm reading Twilight or, or New Moon, um, which is where we are right now, we're in the middle of New Moon, like, because I'm actively seeking those things out, it's easier for me to notice them. And I think also it is more egregious because it's in plain language. And so sometimes it like takes a little sort of like cutting through the weeds of a Pete Wentz metaphor to really get to like, oh, this is actually kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Wentz is great. I like it uh i don't know have we talked about the bridge i don't think we talked about the bridge no it i mean it sounds different there's a few more lines but <laughs> i can i can read it i don't think i've read a word of this song yet you, you read the intro the, the, oh the yeah one word intro oh, oh 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 uh the bridge says i've got headaches and bad luck but they couldn't touch you no times two and then i'm not trying you only hold me up like this which are written to be sung and are feel meaningless uh, read, especially the last two, because they're just kind of calling back to an earlier line. But then the chorus plays again. And I then the song like is over. the way that, like, the bridge changes the meaning of those last two lines. Like, it goes, like, from the whole, like, you're holding me up, whatever, mm-hmm. um, but you don't really know me, to, like, expanding on that, but still making it kind of different and being like, I'm not even trying. Like, this is you doing this. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel that. 
I've got headaches and bad luck, but they couldn't touch you. No, I've got headaches and bad luck, but they couldn't touch you. No, I'm not trying. You only hold me up like this. song is okay the song is great (laughs) (laughs) it's all right there is a 50 percent chance that i would skip it on shuffle oh that's devastating remember when patrick step tried to go solo yeah i love i like that record a lot really yeah i one song from it It, it's not it's not nearly as much of a well of conversation because the lyrics aren't as flowery and it's hard to be mean to patrick that's true. It makes me. Sad. Also, it's it's kind of and it's kind of just okay across the board. And just like, yeah, this song sounds good. I like soul punk more than uh, save rock and roll, and probably more than American Beauty. Well, that's not hard because American Beauty sucks. It's just it's just whatever. It's not even like they're trying anything new and it falls short on me. It's just the least. It's the most inoffensive album I think ever made by anyone ever. It is the opposite <laughs> of the Shags. Yeah, I just I. I still haven't listened to all of it yet because the show, but I don't like what we've heard so far. <laughs> I like Irresistible a lot. I do like Irresistible. That's it. I don't even, I, I don't know what that song is. Um, I'm going to have to go listen to it now. Listen um, to the Demi Lovato version. It's a little better. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Can you, I just, for a moment, do you think that if somebody had told Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump in like 2004 that at one point in their career they would be doing a song uh with a former Disney Channel star do you think what would their reaction have been to that I feel like I would have gotten punched in the face you know yeah well I don't know like look Demi Lovato's career has already shifted to a point where she has reached a brand status that Fall Out Boy's current brand status can associate with (laughs) so I don't know if that (laughs) I don't know if Disney is even like involved in her like sphere of keyword aol keywords anymore <laughs> i mean like probably not anymore listen camp rock forever joe oh, camp rock Can't, oh yeah well they haven't done a jonas brothers collab yet uh give it time it's coming it's i hope it is Honestly. i genuinely would love that <laughs> but like i don't know like go back actually pete wins would probably be stoked about this but if he look like go back in time and hand him the track listing of their shitty remix album and he's like Oh, you got Migos and Ferg on here. They do a song with Wiz Khalifa and Big Crit. See, I didn't, I didn't know any of these things. I'm, my mind is just being expanded, and I, I don't know. What yeah, they did like a weed themed tour with Wiz Khalifa. Yes. Excuse me. Boys of Zummer with a Z. They came here, and I almost went, and then oh, I was like, no. Man. Um, when was so out of the three of us? When was the most recently that Fallout Boy? was seen live 
Probably Caitlyn or you. Yeah, I think so. I saw them in 2014 or 15. I So I've seen them twice. Once was right after they came back from hiatus. Once was in 2008 um, on the Believers Never Die tour. So it was them, Hey Monday, All Time Low, Cobra Starship. And maybe one other band? Maybe Gym Class Heroes? I don't remember. It was a good fucking show. Well, (laughs) this episode (laughs) has mostly been about gym joints. But there's just, at least from my point of view, there is only so much to say about it. It's true. I think I would agree with that. And I think that the thing to say about it is that it's great. (laughs) It's all right. And I will die on that hill. That's all right. That's fair, yeah. I'm I happy. Like I am happy that it brings you so much joy, Sahana. It really does. It really does. Just when that, when that first, uh, the first two bars, I'm just, I'm ready to go. You know. I'm really happy that so far our guests have been wheels, just being vaguely confused. And wheels then... hated the song we asked them to come on for. <laughs> what song were they on for? Save rock and roll. The title oh, track. God. Well, pretty I much mean... exclusively because I knew they had a slight affinity for Elton John, who was on that song. <laughs> But yeah, it was largely like there's them being confused the whole time and then being like, I don't really like this. <laughs> yeah, they were like, I think my, my one of my favorite things to ever happen on this show, which is a shame that it happened on episode seven, but Wheels saying this isn't the worst Imagine Dragon song I've ever heard. <laughs> I think about it a lot. <laughs> that is what it sounds like. Oh, man. How far we've come. How far we've come. Well, thanks for having me on the pod yeah thanks for for coming where could people find you and your your show and the other stuff you do so um as i mentioned i co-host a podcast called summer twilight book club where me and my best friend kat reread the entire twilight series we're both um feminist social workers and so we're reading it through a social work lens to sort of talk about all the fucked up relationship tropes um in the book uh and also we talk about edging a lot so that's fun Mm -hmm. um you can um, find our podcast um, on the Orange Groves Network website or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of those other lovely places. Um, you can follow our Twitter at STBC Podcast on Twitter. Um, I have a Twitter, but it's private because I like my job. You are valid. Thank you. I just, I just don't canonically have a last name. That's how I get away with shit. <laughs> I keep waiting to get in trouble, and it hasn't happened yet. So. <laughs> I'm, wait- I'm waiting for Riley's day to come. I'm wait- <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Ghost of Joe, spelled Ghost of J-O. Uh, and I make a bunch of podcasts, but you can find them on the same network as this one and Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegroves.com. Caitlin! Yes, Joe? Where are you on the internet? I'm on Twitter.com at CG and 8Rs, and from there I have a pin tweet with all my other shit. Much like a spider has eight legs, you have eight Rs. It's true. Much <laughs> like it. that. Holding yourself up. It's um, appropriately spooky. Mm-hmm. Spooky season. We in it. We in it. This episode comes out in October. Ooh. Barely. I think that's it, then. We have a pairing playlist. Uh, there's going to be a non-Fallout Boy song. That will be paired with this one on that playlist. You can find a link to that in the show notes. I think 
that's that's all the other shit that we plug. Yeah, I mean, normally you also ask me if the bar getting, but you yeah, well, I was I was gearing up to yell your name, and you started you started talking. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> cut cut this. Just cut it all out. Galen. Yes, Joe. Is this more than you bargained for yet? This one was a good bargain. A solid, a solid 20% off. Is this more than you bargained for yet, Son? <laughs> this is exactly as much as I bargained for. Well, on that note, we will see you next Wednesday with a different song that this band has made. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. blood-sucking babes. I'm Sahana. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of Summer Twilight Book Club, a podcast where two dumb bitches with social work degrees reread the four horniest books of their teenage years. If you're at all curious about any of the following, this is the podcast for you. Does Bella Swan have a car crash fetish? Yes, I am telling you right now the answer is yes. Does Stephanie Meyer understand healthy relationship boundaries? Has Bella Swan ever had a secure attachment in her life? How has Twilight impacted the societal and my personal conceptions of romance? Why does Stephanie Meyer of Sahana and all other brown people reparations? Why is Edward Cullen so into edging? You can find Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegirls.com or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you access podcasts to find out.